Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. It is Election Day 2022, November 8th, Tuesday, And get the smelling salts for the liberals, because it looks like it's going to be a Republican blowout, a Democrat bloodbath, a wave, a red wave of monumental and historic proportions. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. And this is thrilling. As I said, the smelling salts, because the leftists and the liberals all across the country, especially in the media, are probably going to be passing out all night as the results come in, if, in fact, the results do come in, which they should. You know, uh, Rush, years ago, well, during 2020, made a great point. How come during the, I believe it was Kennedy-Nixon election, They could tally all the results that night and project Kennedy as the winner. And now, 50, 60 years later, uh, we just won't know till days or weeks from now. But be that as it may, it still looks like, as I said, a bloodbath. Epic Times, top 36 House seats that the GOP might gain on Election Day. With the GOP projected to win a majority in the House on November 8th, Listed below are the most competitive House seats for the GOP to either hold or gain, according to ratings by the Cook Political Report. The list totals 36 seats, with 34 currently held by Democrats and two held by the GOP. So if those 36 seats, which are either toss-up or likely GOP, actually go to the Republicans, it's a net gain of 34, which is massive. Now, let me explain briefly how the House and Senate work, in case you don't know, there are a total of 435 House seats in the United States Congress. Now, that hall, that chamber of of Congress, is determined by population according to the various districts in each state. So depending on how many people you have in your state by population, you get a certain number of representatives in Congress. That's why California, New York, Florida have a lot more than, say, Wyoming, which has one. And then in that state, it's divided up by uh, districts, the way that state's legislature determines to set the boundaries of those districts. And you get a certain number. They go for two years. And in the U.S. House of Representatives, they are reelected every two years. It's not on a rotation. Every two years, the entire 435 House member house is up for re-election. And so it can swing back and forth in the majority between either party. So whatever the half of 435 is, around 220 or something like that, 216, somewhere in there is where the, uh, the, the pivot point for the majority. In the Senate, there are 100 senators only, two per state, regardless of the population side size, which actually gives a gives larger voting power. It elevates the voting power of smaller and less populated states to equal the voting power of larger, bigger populated states, so that it's not simply rule by majority. Rather, 
all of the several states, regardless of population and size, have equal say. So it balances out the voting power. So we're not merely a democracy run by majority rule, wherever the most people are, they win all the time, all the elections and all of the determinations for how uh, what laws will be made, legislative policy. It's not just determined by sheer population, but all the states have equal say because every state, regardless, has two votes in the Senate. Two times 50, obviously, is 100. And that balances out the power. And the Senate actually is the more powerful chamber. Now, the Senate term is for six years. And every two years, one third of the Senate or 33 senators are up for re-election. So every two years, 66 or two-thirds of the Senate remain as incumbents. They're in their term, and 33 complete their six-year term. It's on a rotation, and they're up for re-election. So that's what a midterm election looks like. This from the Epic Times, top five Senate races to watch on election night. On November 2nd, for the first time in the current election cycle, poll aggregator and analytics website 538's forecasting model showed that Republicans are favored to take control of the Senate. The model from Real Clear Politics projects that Republicans will control the Senate with 53 seats compared to 47 for Democrats. Currently, the Senate is split 50-50 between the two parties with Vice President Kamala Harris holding the tie-breaking vote. So, as you just heard, when the Senate is 50-50, the Vice President of the United States is President of the Senate and would cast the tie-breaking vote. So, technically... The Democrats have a one-vote majority in the Senate now because of the vice president, which is why they run all the committees. Republicans are now favored by the aggregator to win seats in Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire. Yes! Epic. Now, I have here in my hands the names of some of the most important races going on. And I want to tell you that so you're aware as you listen to news reporting throughout the day and moving into tonight. New York governor's race, Hochul, which is the Democrat incumbent, she's a complete mess, versus Lee Zeldin, Republican challenger. It is very possible that there is a Republican upset, a political upset in New York, and a Republican gets elected governor for the first time in a long time. Pennsylvania governor's race, Doug Mastriano, Republican, I'll be saying the Republican first, versus Josh Shapiro. I do believe neither is an incumbent. I don't know why they're saying it's leaning towards Josh If Doug doesn't win, I say chicanery because Pennsylvania, it's a scam. It is not as swing as people say. It's because of Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, and all the cheating in the elections. Michigan, Tudor Dixon, could unseat Gretchen Whitmer, who was the lockdown tyrant in Michigan, who's a crazed liberal. Hopefully she is thrown out. Arizona, Kerry Lake, Trump MAGA candidate who shoves it down in the throat of the media, is looking great to beat Katie Hobbs, Democrat. Georgia, Governor Kemp, Brian Kemp, it looks like he's going to trounce Stacey Abrams, who's already screaming racism, already screaming racism. Florida, Governor DeSantis looking good against Charlie Crist. Charlie Crist is a former Republican. He's a turncoat. He is a worse than a rhino. He's a liberal a liberal in Republican clothing or formally, and now he came out as his true self, a liberal. Oregon, it's possible that former House Minority Leader Christine Drazen, Republican, could beat Tina Kotek, the Democrat, because the Democrat's not very popular. The current incumbent is out. She is extremely unpopular in Oregon. But the problem there is there is an independent former Democrat 
running as an independent Betsy Johnson. So we're hoping for a big upset in Oregon. Now, on to the Senate. That was governor's races. Arizona, Blake Masters is looking good against Mark Kelly, who, by the way, last week there was a report, a video came out. It was like one of those Project Veritas type things where they were interviewing one of Mark Kelly's campaign workers. And they were asking, you know, what does Mark say about abortion? And the campaign worker basically said, oh, he'll say whatever people want to hear. If he's talking to a conservative or more Republican crowd or audience or individual, he'll say, oh, yeah, he's totally, totally pro-life against abortion. Meanwhile, Mark Kelly is absolutely pro-choice, pro-abortion, but he'll tell the voter whatever he wants to hear at the time. This is on video. This is the campaign workers. This is how deceptive and fake and phony these Democrats and a lot of politicians are when they say what they need to say to get elected. Georgia, Herschel Walker versus Raphael Warnock. Warnock won, cheated to win, or the system was rigged in January, early January 2020, when they had those runoff elections in Georgia and the Democrats stole it. Raphael Warnock is a crazed Marxist socialist commie who during the day plays himself off as a, get this, Baptist preacher. Is this nuts? He was just in the pulpit on Sunday. What kind of preacher is that? What kind of church is that? So he is the crazy socialist senator from Georgia. Herschel Walker is the man, former NFL star, and looks like he could win that. New Hampshire, Dan Bolduck, Republican, might unseat Maggie Hassan as the incumbent. By the way, those last three, Mark Kelly, Raphael Warnock, and Maggie Hassan, are all Senate incumbents, where if they lose, that would give us net gain in the Senate, flipping the seats Republican. Nevada, Adam Laxalt versus incumbent Democrat Catherine Cortez Mastro. That's looking like a flipped seat. Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz versus John Fetterman. This is no pickup because Pat Toomey, Republican, retired from there. So that would be a Republican hold. And it looks good for Dr. Oz. John Fetterman is, after the stroke, is completely unfit for office. It's very sad. Pennsylvania, we need that win. Wisconsin, Ron Johnson, Republican, great conservative. He's an incumbent, hopefully uh, fighting off that challenge from Mandela Barnes, who is another young, absolute Marxist who hates this country. Can't believe he's even a candidate in one of our major political parties. North Carolina, Ted Budd looking good versus Cherry, Sherry Beasley, but that also is not a gain because we already owned that seat. Republican Richard Burr is retiring. Florida, Rubio, Marco Rubio, is running against who cares because he's probably going to hold that seat. Ohio, J.D. Vance is looking like he's going to beat Tim Ryan, um, severely beat Tim Ryan, who just came out in favor of, like last week, I think, funding transgender surgery with taxpayer dollars. I think, I think it was for children. Yes, it says that Tim Ryan would use executive authority to ensure that transgender and non-binary people who rely on the state for medical care, including those in prison and immigration detention, will have access to comprehensive treatment associated with gender transition, including all necessary surgical care. Did you just hear that? I apologize. It wasn't for children. It was, that's right, inmates and illegal immigrants. Tim Ryan, Democrat candidate for Ohio Senate, wants taxpayer dollars to pay for transgender surgery for inmates and illegal immigrants. So hopefully J.D. Vance wins that. He's looking good. And of course, Mike Lee holding the Senate seat in Utah, despite the fact that all of the establishment rhinos and Republicans did not help him out. Even his own colleague, the other senator from Utah, the junior senator, Mitt Romney, would not endorse his own Republican Utah Senate colleague. Mike Lee, 
because Romney's a rhino and Mike Lee is a conservative. Unbelievable. These guys will stick to the elite establishment over a conservative candidate every day of the week because they're guarding their power and influence, even the rhino Republicans. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Lisa Murkowski is going up against Kelly Shabaka, and that's where Mitch McConnell sent all of his money in to support an establishment GOP Lisa Murkowski, even though she's basically a Democrat with an R next to her name. And even though the actual Republican Party, the official Republican Party of Alaska, endorsed Kelly Shabaka. That's who the Alaskan Republicans want. And McConnell, Rhino, sent all the money to Lisa Murkowski. Incredible. And also possible upset in Washington for Senate if Patty Murray, Democrat incumbent, loses to Tammy Smiley, it's a possibility to flip that seat as well. Let's hope for it. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. The real America is MAGA. It is patriotic. It's conservative Republican GOP. And let's hope for the massive red wave. Get out and vote. See you tomorrow for election results. <laughs>